Amen. Uh, it's going to be a very short exhortation, and the title is God's Word. Um, God's Word. I'm going to be doing a lot of like opening up the Bible, so if you have an app, if you have a, um, your Bible with you, we'll, like, just, we'll try to go through it as quick as possible. Um, God's Word. While we're preparing for for today's message, I was like, "Oh, like, what do we what do we share? What do I share? What God, what does God want to say to His people this morning?" Um, and it just came to me. I was like, "God's word. Like, how much do we appreciate God's word? How important do we see His word? How lightly do we take it sometimes as well, where we don't." go to it or refer to it um, how common has it become that it just becomes another text or another book that we think we're just demanded to read and so I just, like, I just kept going through scriptures and I was just like this is what God's word is this is what God's word is and I was like I started taking notes of them. I was like God's word is really critical and so powerful to we Christians that it's just important to remind ourselves of it. God's word, he said, is God's word, he said, a very present help in the time of trouble. Let's just quickly read Psalm 46 verse 1. Psalm 46 verse 1. Um, if you're there, just read for us. Please don't um, wait. Is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. I don't know how many of you might have experienced this where you're going through something and then you just hear a word or you just read the Bible and what you're going through matches what you just read. And you wonder, like, why now? Like, why is it that this time I'm going through this, there is a word for it? And, or, for example, you're going through something the day before. Uh, this has happened to me so many times where I miss my devotion, like what I meant to read for the day. And when I, when, I, when I now read it late, I'm like, if I had read this when it was actually like time for me to have read this, I would have spared myself the many troubles and pain. I was like, so that word was already prepared for that day. So he said, God said, God is a very present help in times of trouble. So for every trouble, for every situation I will find ourselves, there is that word already. And God steps in in our dispensation through his word. And it's so interesting, like, I mean, Sometimes it's open heaven, sometimes it's Sunday school. There's a question going at the back of your mind, and then so all of a sudden, the person that's teaching just speaks to that word. In fact, that's sometimes exactly like a diversion from the real topic that they're preaching that day, and you just mention it, like, oh, that is the word for what I'm actually in my mind right now. And so, like, God, in so many ways, like, becomes that very present up in time of trouble. And time of trouble might, might not have to be, like, trouble of, oh, I mean, I'm poor or I'm broke. or Just, like, your, your mind is not just settled. You're going through something that is tearing you up and your questions are rising and your faith, your faith is being tested. And you just get that word that meets you at that very point in time. And that speaks to what we see in Deuteronomy chapter 31, 31 verse 6b. If anyone is there as well, Deuteronomy 31 verse 6b. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6b. It's the one that who goes with you, he will not leave you nor forsake you. 
He said, he's the one that go with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. So, like, there's no situation as Christians or as children of God where we will be left to our own device. Where we will be like, oh, well, God just left me by myself in this situation. He said, he will not leave you nor forsake you. So, there's always a word. There's always something for that particular moment in time. And that word could come in different shapes and forms. It could come from somebody encouraging you with one word. It could come from a memory verse that you've learned like while you were a child and just like, oh, they told us to cram this thing in Sunday school and we just crammed it. But then all of a sudden it kicks in and it's like, wait, that word that we were told to say back then, then actually like comes to, like comes to, to, to uh, what well, is now useful now. So again, that word is always there and it will not leave us nor forsake us. Um, so again, that, that's the power of, of one word. I don't know many times, again, where we actually like read the same verse and we get two meanings to it. And we're like, ah, but I've read this part chapter, I've read this verse all my life. I didn't know this is, I didn't know it was going to like mean this thing separately. Uh, and so like one word, multiple interpretation. And we see that in um, Psalm 62 verse 11. Psalm 62 verse 11. If anyone is there, you can read for us Psalm 62 verse 11. He said, once he has spoken, twice have heard that power belongs to God. So it's very possible for the one word to actually be written or the one word to actually go out, but applies in multiple ways or gives life or brings meaning in multiple ways. And so that word, like that's, that's why like the Bible again for me, it just seems very different from other kind of texts. If you read any other book, if you read a chemistry book or a biology book or a fiction or a story, the story is always a story. The, 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 the lines are always the lines, the story zone. But as a, as the, when you pick up the Bible and you are a new Christian or an old Christian or you are going through one thing or going through another thing and you re- take the Bible and, you're like, and you read that Bible and you're like, what, I'm actually meaning to start to in a, separate, in a different way from the same text. And so the power of the word is how it's, I won't say changes, but how it's at its meaning or it's the power that it brings adapts to our circumstances. And so, don't let us say, oh, I've read the Bible from Genesis to the Revelation. There's nothing new I can find or there's nothing new that can come to me or that God, God can actually speak to me. But the word is ever new and ever um, um, uh, relevant to our situation. And so, don't just say, oh, I've read the Bible this year. Well, that's done and dusted. I can put this aside now. Nothing is going to surprise me. But then you actually hear the word of God, and that's why, it's like, you read, you we, we uh, me and uh, my wife, we actually like watch um, some videos. Cause then, like, I just finished reading reading Deuteronomy, and I was like, this guy's also teaching with Deuteronomy, but I didn't see, I didn't see all this is talking about. And it's actually just even like just the end of the verse. Or the other, and it's very easy to like read the Bible and just like not skip. You actually do read it, but those things do not meet you at that point in time. So you just like glow, like just browse straight and like, okay, I've read it. But it's like, you can just pick out the end of the verse. I'm like, I've read this thing. Like, so I, I didn't see this when I was reading it. So again, like the power of the word, just like again, the source that it comes from definitely is powerful. That he said, spoken once, heard twice. Uh, so the, again, the word of God is always relevant, and he said uh, the word of God also is. Just, he says it's, it brings it gives it gives us direction. If you look at Isaiah thirty verse twenty one, Isaiah thirty verse twenty one. Anybody there? Isaiah thirty twenty one. 
Yeah. So he said a still small voice telling you to turn left and turn right. That word, God's word for you that okay, I'm a, and when you say left and right, so, so we might take it as literally like uh, Google Maps saying, Oh, uh, 200 meters, turn left. Well, that is when we are looking at left and right, but also decisions that we make when we go to every cross junction of our lives. I'm about to make a decision. What do I do? That's still small voice that tells you, okay, do this and not to do that. Or pause. Or wait. Or be patient. Or go. Or stop. Like all those nudges and, 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 and indications come from that still small voice, which is the word of God. He said you will hear that voice. This voice will always be behind you, following you. And that's the place of the Holy Spirit here. Um, and so, and that word, okay, looking at directions as well. So he said your, 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 your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path that I do, so that I do not stumble. I'll say that in Psalm 119 verse 105. And that's the word of God. He says, okay, as we go as well, it's not just telling us how to go, but also shines the light on anything that will make us stumble in the first place. I said without the word, say either without the word of God, um, it's just going to like stump, like walking in the darkness and doesn't know where or is going. Like you don't know where you're, you're, you're going. If you're making progress or you're going in circles or you're marking time, you're just moving. But I'm thinking, but the word of God actually like shine the light and say, okay, this is the way to go. And when there are things on the way to make us stumble, maybe discouragement, maybe things that distract us from God's word or from his path, or just things that, that just make us, make us put in second, then we can actually shine the lights on it and, and we will not stumble. We actually just avoid, avoid those things. So the word of God um, not only directs us, but also like makes us not stumble by, by shining light onto our path. Uh, and um, if you see in Psalm 119 verse 11, it says in that the same, same one I said, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. I mean, the biggest reason why we stumble is sin. And when, I mean, when sin comes into our hearts, we stumble, we fall. Um, but he said, for me not to do this, I have to hide your word in my heart. Because when the heart is full with, filled with God's word, then there is no place for sin to come and have its root. And so the word of God has, uh, takes, the, uh, takes the function of filling our hearts and make, not making any room for, for sin to, to have its roots. So here we can say, okay, how do I not sin? Be filled with God's word. Like, it's not a thing of, I mean, humanly, I mean, if we're to rely on our flesh and our say, okay, I'm choosing not to sin today, and everything is vacuum. Like, it's not going to work that way. We have to choose to say, okay, I'm going to, like, stuff myself with God's word, I'm going to read, and all that I know, all I think, of, of, like I'm not saying that you should not read your book in school or like to pass your exams or anything. I just say I'm going to read God's word. I know, but I'm saying like when when it comes to like just living uprightly, the things that you consume, the music you consume, the shows that you consume, the content that you consume, the books that you read, like is it edifying? Is it God's word? Or is it things that will that will make sin have its roots in you? And it's so easy to also say, oh well. Um, I read, I read the Bible and I also listen to worldly music, like I'm fine and everything. But like, listening to the worldly music is not the same. It's just that it's, it's creating that vulnerability of, okay, you've listened to the worldly music and the guy in the song said, oh, um, I, I like to see your naked body. And that's seen in your head. I, I like to see your naked body. I like to see your naked body. And the day you're on your TV and you see the naked body, you're like, oh, it's for the song I'm just listening to. So I'm seeing the naked body there. And it's just like, so that, 
it's not like you sat there, it's not like you listen to might not have been the same, but it's just creating that room that when sin comes, like it's oh, oh it's familiar, like oh it's nothing, it's 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 under control. And just little by little and little by little. But when all you're thinking in God's word is that my body is the temple of God, my body is the temple of God, my body is the temple of God, the day you actually hear something that, that goes against contrary to that, then you know that it will not have a root because it's, it's to be discarded. It cannot coexist with that which you have in it. That's just a, just a, a small ex- a, a example there, but again, just make it more practical to us. The heart, the heart, what we put in or what we feed it would make it thrive. And so it's very easy to like discard things that are not, uh, are not like palatable with it. But then when sin or when, not sin itself, but when, when a, a, an environment that condones sin is, or the environment that allows sin not to be, not, not make one sensitive to sin is what will make our heart beat. Then when sin does come, then the heart just says, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to fight this because it's okay. Um, also, the word of God is a sense of vind- brings about a sense of vindic- vindication and stability. Uh, vindication and stability. If you look at Ephesians six verse fourteen, he says there. He said, "Stand firm, stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist." He said, "Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth, which is the word of God, buckled around your waist." Uh, the belt. If you look at the the armor, the um, if you look at the, the physical armor of those Roman, the Romans back there, the word skirts, the word like, they didn't wear trousers back then, but the word like skirts or like a little bit of a, of a gown to the new level. Uh, and so the belt was just to like gird this up there, up there, this thing, up there, um, up their waist so that when they are running or like need to like climb or this in they actually can't do that and without the truth actually getting in their way of their knees and their legs. And so the truth actually gives us stability because when the world comes with their, with their oh, well, well, you know, God loves everybody, even the gays and uh, so like, let's start to mind ourselves, you know, like the God is love. Like without that stability, we can easily say, well, that's, that's, that sounds right, you know, like God's love. But with this truth, when we do have, to, when we know the word of God and we are filled with the word of God, we will not like just waver or just easily like just say or oh, give in or like just compromise or or say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that. I mean, I just go like docile or agree to everything that we hear or any doctrine that we hear. Uh, but we actually can stand firm. I know that, okay, I'm not just saying this of myself, but I'm being vindicated because this is God's word. This is God's word, and I choose to believe it, and I, believe, I choose to live by it. And so the truth, God's word gives us vindication because we're not saying, oh, this is what, this is me saying, this is not my word. And so, like, because I said it, like, I'm flawed. But this is God's word, where it's perfect in his being, and it, and it made us all. So I'm vindicated by actually trusting this, and because of this, I'm actually stable, I'm not wavered. And so that's the place of God's word in our current day society as well. And then God's word is, brings about, I mean, God's word, as I, I mean, God's word, I mean, uh, it gives us stability and all, but then also on the offensive, God's word is, is a form of attack and, and, and victory. Like, can someone else open, uh, open um, Hebrews 4.12? Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12. Hebrews 4, verse 12. Mm. 
It penetrates even to the violent soul and spirit, mm. joints and marrow. Mm -hmm. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Yeah. The word of God is sharper than two-edged swords. Like two-edged sword means that you can cut both ways. You don't have to like turn your hand to use the same size cut. You can cut both ways, back and forth. You don't have to twist your um your handle while while using it to actually go on the offensive. And said it actually pierces us well into the heart, and that's why you see the word of God actually pierce the soul. I see. Somebody say, I just heard that word. Now you heard from Christians, you heard from non-Christians, you heard from anybody that's heard the word. I say, I just heard that word, and that word transformed my life and and, and changed my heart, got to my heart. It's not like I, they didn't hear it with their head. They didn't try to rationalize it. They didn't try to say, oh, what does this mean? But they heard the word and it went straight to their heart. And that's the power of the word. Okay? The word of God is life, it's spirit. And it goes, it goes piercing. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And so for, for attack and also for, for, for just getting into the depths of people's mind. When I say, when you say, um, oh, we're going to invite you, like, we're going to share God's word. Many people always think it upon themselves to say how best to right, deliver the word of God. And I'm saying that, that's not your business. You're not to, to go and say, oh, what is the best way, what is the best form of, of, of God's word that you actually have more, more impact and power. Like, like no, you just, just, you just be in tune with the Spirit and deliver God's word. It will, the word itself is sharper than suggests what to do its work without like tell ourselves that, oh, okay, so I'm going to get there and I'm going to say this and I'm going to say that. And if I just say this as a closing, it will then like transform the person's life. Like, no, that's how it works. God doesn't, the strategy is not in your own hands, but God's word will do the work itself. You just share the word. You just encourage the person with the word. You just share your own testimony backed up by his word and let the word do it to the rest. Uh, we're very familiar with this. God's word brings about healing. In Psalm 107 verse 20, he said, He sent his word and it healed our disease. And say God's word is spirit and life. And so it's a thing where if we are sick and we are down and we are in pain and our body is tired and weak, we can plug into God's word and be renewed, get our strength renewed. And the healing here is not just the physical healing, but every form of healing, whether it's spiritual healing or financial healing, or just any healing that we healing for the nation and just healing um, of our minds, the word of God can heal. Um, and then we we encourage. Um, I would say that during the Sunday school, as well, like I mean, we're not uh, open everything. We're now like the word of God here became flesh in, in Jesus. I was saying in John one verse fourteen, and said he's a high priest who can empathize with us because he has gone through our pain and he advocates for us. So the word has not just the word is not static. We can't. The Bible is the beginning. It's not the beginning and the end of the world of the word. The word of God became flesh, came to die for us, brought about salvation. And the word is still doing its work today. We can't say, okay, because Revelation ended, so the word of God is over. No. So the God still speaks to his people to today. And he said he still stands at the right hand of God advocating for us. So the word of, the word of God, who is Christ, is still doing the work. Uh, the word of God is also full of many promises. Uh, in Joshua 21, verse 45, he said, Not one of the good promises which the Lord has made to the house of Israel failed, all came to pass. So the word of God is full of all these promises that we can claim, we can plug into. Um, uh, no weapon from against shall prosper. Of course, while we're plugging into the word of God, let's also like remember the, the responsibilities and the duties that we need to do as well. 
to uh, like honor your father and mother that you may live long. Then you're just like, so God, I want to live long, I will not die. Yeah, but have you honored your father and mother? So again, let's do the needful as well. But the world is full of it's full with many promises that we can claim in different situations of ourselves, of our lives. Um, God's word is also a mirror. We see that in James 1 verse 23. Because I want to read that for us quickly. James 1 verse 23. James 1 23. Yeah. So he said, God, God, the word of God is a mirror. Like it's a mirror that like we can actually look at, we can, we, can, we can stand in front and say, what's wrong with us? Like what areas that we need to develop, we need to like fix or we need to change. What are the things that we need to adjust? Um, but if we actually come to God's word as, as a mirror and just walk away without doing anything and thinking we are perfect and all that, then, it's, then that, that's, not, that's not to our benefit. So let's use God's word. In, in any area that we are going to like, okay, I'm going through this, what does God's word say about that? What, there's always something in God's word about something. And if you don't know where to start, Google is a good place. Like you can Google, Google what does God say about this? What does God say about X? And you get Bible verses. So many of us might not be like, oh, I know the Bible, so I know what God says about everything. But the internet is also like very powerful in that nature where it's like, okay, what does God say about tithing? What does God say about um, giving? What does God say about prayer? What does God say about faith? What does God say about mercy? What does God say about taxes? What does God say about governments? Like anything like, that, like, that we are going through in our society today, in our lives today, there's always a word of God for that. And even at the place of prayer as well, God, God actually also can speak to you and say, God, give you instruction, give you direction uh, about those things as well. And they study to show ourselves approved unto God. A worker, uh, 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 I mean, when we, study our, when we study to show ourselves approved, then we... We, become to, we begin to know God more. We begin to know, because he said, if you know his word, you know him himself. And so when we study Shasif approved, say so rightly dividing the word of truth, then we are better off as well, and we live better life, because then we know God's word. So to study his word is, is expected of us, uh, and, uh, and we are encouraged to do so as, as seen in 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. Uh, we see in Psalm 138, verse 2, that he has placed his word higher than his name. And so he said, none of his word shall return to the ground uh, which shall fall to the ground void as we say as we see in isaiah 55 verse 11 so there's no expiry there's no like oh god said this that time so um i think it was that it, it expired now it's no it's no longer it's obsolete now or his word is no is no longer applicable no god's word still applies today um so i just encourage us um that concerning god's word let's just let's read it let, and not just to read it but to know it uh, let's believe it and let's use it. Uh, as we've shared throughout today, there are different areas of our lives in which God's word applies, and they, we're we're not left alone. We're not we're not just left hanging. There's always a word for every season of our lives. And I'll end this with a story that um that that um a man used to share during a sermon about a man called Ebu. So Ebu um is a son of a very rich man. Um, and he was going to boarding school. How many of us know what boarding school is? Boarding school? Yeah. So he goes to boarding school. Um, and his father was like, okay, you've packed your bags, you've packed your clothes and everything. Um, God be with you, my son. Here is a Bible. Do read it. It will help you in your work. And it was, it was traveling, you know, boarding school is like things that you come home after every year. But he was going to another country. 
So it was, not, it, was not, it was not going to come home for the six years of his stay there. Um, so Ebun left, but anybody was living, he just left with his first year's allowance, thinking that when that finishes, that will send the next year's money. So Ebun went, got to a new environment, partied, enjoyed his life, freedom, kept playing and living his life. First month, second month, third month, fourth month, like up to the twelfth month. By ten months, he said, okay, let me, since letters will take long, let me write home for them to send my next year's money. So he wrote his father, Dad, I'm enjoying my time here. As you can, as you know, the first year is coming to an end. Can you please send the money for the next year in college? The father was back in just one line. Everyone, please read your Bible. In it lies your treasure. Everyone got the letter. Read Bible. School fees, I'm going to ask me for school fees in the, ne- in the next two months. I have to pay my body's fees. I have to buy books. What is this matter about to read Bible? He wrote back to his father. Dad! What are you talking about? Send money, send money. Here's my account number. Send the money to the account number. Ah. Money. A few weeks later, the letter came back. Ebu, read your Bible. In it lies your treasure. Six months later, Ebu is still going back and forth with his dad about money. Ebu dropped out of school because he couldn't pay his fees. But then, what kind of wicked father is this? Going back and forth. Up to the second year. Even if there's no money, but to even go back home to say, okay, let me even go back. I mean, I can't go to school anymore. Let me even go back home. There's no money for that. Father kept writing, Ebu, please read your Bible. In it lies your treasure. Third year, Ebu is now on the streets begging because Ebu cannot buy food. He has used all his IOU up with his friends. Nobody was looking to like give him a space to sleep anymore. It was down on the streets. Still mustered his last money and said, Dad, I'm on the streets. It's two years after. Why are you so wicked? Just send me money. Even if it's to come home. At least you're not paying for school anymore. Just come home. I would learn trade. Father wrote back. Ebu, give your Bible. In it lies your treasure. Ebu was so mad. He said, okay, this Bible, I'm going to burn this Bible today. This Bible that this man starts reading, I'm going to burn it. Where is the Bible? He opened the Bible and opened the Bible. As I was about to strike the match, I opened the first page. Check for the first year. Open the next page. Check for the second year. The father had put in the checks for every single year into his Bible for six years. And his final money to come home. Now, that could be a very drastic story. But in our life as Christians, that's exactly what God has done for us. He has given us this word of God filled with every single thing that we need at every single point of our lives. Now, it's our, it's our choice. It's our, because God will not force us to read his word. But it's our choice to say, okay, I've gotten to this junction. What is God saying? Open his Bible. Because he said, there are treasures. There are treasures in his word. 
And I pray, oh God, to give us the grace to always default to his word <coughs> at every point of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We pray that you give us the grace, oh Lord, to continually study your word, to our knowledge to increase in you, oh Lord, and not just doing it out of uh, a thing of knowing and just reading, oh Lord, but living it, oh Lord, and making it transform our lives to be better, oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray at every junction of our lives, oh Lord, we pray the word, oh Lord, in a timely fashion, oh Lord, we made available for us, oh Lord. And while it's there, oh Lord, Give us the grace not to be distracted for, by every other thing around, O oh Lord, but to quickly connect back to you, O oh Lord, and tap into that word, O oh Lord. Live by it, O oh Lord, and get the blessings of it, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answering prayer, O oh Lord. And, O oh Lord, we pray that not to just keep it to ourselves, O oh Lord, but the zeal to share the word and the, and the, word and the effects of it in our life to those around us, O oh Lord, that might come to your knowledge, O oh Lord, for that grace as well, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Offering time. Blessing. Offering time. Blessing Hey.